the ghost of radio. Welcome back to this, our shared podcast. All about, all beside, all above, and beyond mid-century horror radio. Each week, we gather from our various places around the cauldron, filled with episodes of mid-century horror radio for us to pull out at random. We listen in our own ways and times. We come back here with all of our thoughts and opinions and our important reactions. We discuss them. We make sense. We enjoy. That's what we do. This is a very exclusive club. Easy to join. Maybe a little hard to find. The rest of the world is sure not joining us very often, are they? Well, it's their loss. It's their loss. We are here to do our good work, so let's do it. Okay, this week our episode is called Homerville. Homer as in Simpsonville, Homerville. And it is from nightfall. Oh, our old friends up in Canada, our neighbors to the north, bringing us Homerville. What you do, go to the internet, type in relicradio.com. They have everything at one of their two horror podcasts, either Strange Tales or The Horror. Or you go to archive.org. They have everything. That's the Internet Archive. And quickest way to get to exactly what you want there, as you may know by now, is to open a non-tracking search engine and type in Nightfall Radio Single Episodes. Soon you're going to be listening to Homerville. Oh, your ghost remembers. Your ghost remembers this going into the cauldron. Soon you will know why. Go off and listen so you can come back. Off you go. See you soon. All right, we are all back from listening to Homerville. Oh, I'm not going to make you even more distraught by doing any CB radio voices or the radio announcer voice. I'm not going to do that to you. I think you've been through enough. What did you make of it? Oh, man. This episode suffers from so many afflictions. I don't know if we're going to have time in our one-hour session to get through them all. (laughs) Maybe instead of trying to list them all, we will just take them as they come. This had an unusual intro, right? You know, terrible as Nightfall usually was. They always had a good intro, that very still, after the dumb, uh, falling off the edge, just the stillness that would come in the host saying, good evening. Always impactful. Here they jump right into the start of the episode, and then he reappears in a way that's really good. Your hopes are high after this short intro, in some ways. In other ways, they've been lowered. Let's go through this double bind. In the dream, you are falling, lost in the listening distance, as dark locks in. Nightfall. Good evening. 
tonight's story has a definite destination. I hope you're still with us when we get there. The play is called Welcome to Homerville. There's a long way to go And the road ahead is troubled But this old brig and me We're gonna make it Through the wind and rain and thunder Till the stormy skies are blue And the sunrise lights the highway Heading home It's a long lonesome road Hey, my friendlies, that was good old country boy C.W. McCall, just a moving and grooving on down that long lonesome road, shaking the time to just 20 minutes on the shy side of midnight right here on WQRN, the big voice of country music in the Wolverine State. By the way, baby, if you are driving by a church, you just slow down here because you just might see a bunch of folks building an ark because we are in for a motherload of rain early this a.m. And while I'm warming up motherloads, here's a little mother I would just dearly love to get loaded with. Miss Tammy Wynette, running us up to 18 minutes on the left-hand side of the hour. Go. Do it. Do it, Tammy. Sometimes it's hard to be a woman Giving all your love to just one man still with us. All the writers responsible for this latest excursion are Don Dickinson and Alan Gutman. Pleasant journey. Stand by your man. Nightfall got the rights to play Stand By Your Man. If there is one thing they want you to leave this episode knowing, it is that they got the rights to play Stand By Your Man, the 1968 hit by American country singer Tammy Wynette. They also got the rights to play Talking In Your Sleep, the 10 years later 1978 Crystal Gale hit. But boy, they're extremely excited about having gotten the rights to play Stand by your man. It's intrusive, isn't it? There's one thing that Nightfall is always proud of and excited about, which is they get to swear. Now, the CBS Radio Mystery Theater was running at about the same time, but they did not have Nightfall's dedication to taking advantage of the fact that they could say hell and damn in a way that shows in the 40s and 50s could not. If you're listening to Nightfall, you will hear every character say, damn it, or what the hell was that, as slowly and emphatically as they can. You heard it here. Damn it. Who the hell are you? They loved 
loved, loved it. And here they love that they got the rights to play these songs. You can just tell they felt it really added to the realism. And I guess to the theme, we have to get into this one right now. What is the theme of this episode? What is it about? Stand by your man and talking in your sleep are songs by women about a husband who has cheated on them. We hear a little bit of Two Doors Down by Dolly Parton later. And while it's not explicitly about a man uh, or a husband who cheated on you, it's not explicit at any point about what she is sad about. Most people who hazard a guess will say that she's being dumped or cheated on or something. Her boyfriend has left her or she has left him. So all of the songs they use are about women who have been wronged by cheating men. Yet the theme somehow is women who cheat, R.C.'s wife, and the siren? I don't know. I don't know. It does not hold together. We're going to, of course, encounter this in every clip, but there's just no, why does this siren lure R.C.? Because his wife cheated on him? Is the siren, as they identify her at the end credits, his idealization of a woman who would want him? He sure fights her, if that's the case. It doesn't add up. Why does the siren lure all of these men, all of these truck drivers, to their deaths? Why? We never know. And that could have been done in a fruitful way, right? It could have been one of those things we love where there is just a malevolent force at work in a certain location and you never find out why. And it doesn't matter why. It just matters that it is. And there is no way to stop it. And once you have appeared on its radar, for whatever reason, you are dead. You are doomed. Doesn't matter if you're guilty or innocent. See, that's the implacable machinery of an evil that can make for a great episode. And if they had done that here, where there's no reason why, it's not because R.C.'s wife cheated on him or because he wants to cheat on her, maybe. It just happens to every guy who goes to this place. It also, I'm going to leap ahead to a, a clip later, would have been better if nobody had known about Homerville. If every time R.C. said, yep, I'm taking some newsprint up to Homerville, and he does say that a lot, people said, oh, cool. Then the evil would have been even more inexplicable. They can't even remember. Ooh, you could have gone a good way there. They don't even remember these guys who are taken by the siren. They don't say to him, oh, man, isn't that where they found Jerry? They don't even remember anymore. Once the siren gets you, you are erased from everyone's minds. Oh, these are the fruitful directions that the story could have gone in. It did not. It was too focused on all the cool, contemporary things it could offer. Swearing. Hit songs. 
CB Radio Talk. This is from July of 1980. It's a little late to be cashing on the CB craze of the 70s, but not, not out of the question. But they are just in love with having this fold out, unfold, fold out, unfold, whatever it is. Do I have to write better than they do? Over CB radios. <sighs> they could have stopped making them say, come on, come on, over, come on, over, come on, over. They didn't even play with that. That just occurred to me in the moment doing that. They could have had the sirens start to say, come on, over. They could have let him stop doing that after this first conversation with Georgia Strait, but as we know, they did not. So fail, fail, fail. There are a lot of hazards we are encountering late on the road in the Wolverine State tonight. Breaker break one nine. Yeah, yeah, this is the one Georgia Strait. I'm out the back door of an 18-wheeler with big apple plates. So you got your ears on there, good buddy. Come on. Uh, this is KXR 0461. I hear you back there, Georgia Strait, and I've got you in my mirrors. Go. Yeah, that's uh, four for sure there. I uh, just wanted a job there, good buddy. Uh, what's your handle? Come on. And this is Paper Pusher, Georgia Strait. Where are you headed? Come back. I'm on the rebound from the Nickel City Holland Steel Air there. I left a load of Texas strawberries, took a busted sidewalk to Motown, rub eyeballs with a snuff dipper. First sergeant finds out all big greasy side up. Come on. Georgia Strait. Yeah, go, good buddy. What the hell are you talking about? Over. <laughs> hey, don't have CB radio play a role in your show if you're only going to laugh at CB lingo. Every real trucker out there in 1980 was going to be angry. Well, Georgia Strait's going to be the first one to wig out when he says he's going to Homerville. And we will notice that every time that word is spoken, there starts to be a lot of static on the line. Two things. Again, imagine how good it would be if it was just, okie doke, sounds good. <laughs> and then what happens, happens. And maybe when RC goes into the, the grip of the siren, he sees all these other truckers who aren't remembered. But also think, if this happened to you, and you're talking with a guy who seems pretty normal and okay, and you say where you're going, and he completely wigs out and gives you a warning. Wouldn't you maybe ask the guys you meet at the diner about it? Wouldn't it maybe be the first thing on your mind? Where'd you say you were headed? Uh, come on. Well, I didn't say. I'm headed for Homerville. Have I got the best route over? Georgia Strait, do you read me? Over. Did you say, uh, Homerville? Come on. Right, Homerville. Over. Homerville? You gotta be crazy. You heard them stories? Stories? Now, what stories, Go? Listen, turn back right now before you get there. What? You, you ain't never gonna get there on one piece. Come in, Georgia Strait. Over. You gotta turn back now, I can't. What the hell was all that about? What the hell was all that about? Damn it. 
<laughs> you have to get in the spirit of it. So he goes into the diner and, <sighs> I mean, it could not be more bluntly written, the conversation with the two truckers. Gee, why don't you have anyone waiting at home for you? Oh, your wife, boy, they never get used to their husbands being gone. We are a bit set up for the phone call that follows. Uh, have I seen you here before? No, never been up this way. Oh, by the way, my name's R.C. Hi, I'm uh, Roy, and the uh, food expert here is Earl. Glad to know you. Uh, which way you headed? I'm hauling newsprint up to Homerville. Homerville? Wasn't that where they found Norm? Yeah, yeah. Homerville, huh? That's uh, quite a ways from here. Bad road up there. Yeah? What do you mean? Well, there's been a lot of accidents up that way. Bad ones. Well, I'll take it easy. I'm in no rush. No one waiting back home? Well, yeah, yeah, my wife, but I've been driving a long time. She's used to waiting. Take it from me. I never get used to it. <laughs> Why couldn't you have made the siren, maybe, have his wife's voice? Maybe the siren could have said, Oh, R.C., it's me. I'm waiting for you in Homerville. I still love you. I thought I'd surprise you and meet you there. Why not do something with this? There's just nothing that they do with this phone call coming up where he finds out his wife is cheating on him. Yeah, I can't remember her name. I'm too, I'm too irate. <laughs> also, of course, we've got Talking in Your Sleep playing. Again, messages about male infidelity, framing a woman's infidelity. We have another appearance, a late appearance, maybe the latest appearance in mid-century horror radio, of a telephone operator. And we've talked about how they were hated, hated cultural figures in all of the genre that used them. Here, they really went out of their way to make her voice just terrible and annoying. We will spend the first part of this conversation asking ourselves why he says, I'll just say that it's R.C., like that isn't really his name. What is your name, sir? I just say it's R.C. One moment, please. I'm sorry, sir. I am not getting in. Hello? I don't know. It's one o'clock, for God's sake. I have a collect call for anyone from R.C. Would you accept the charges? R.C.? Sure. Go ahead, sir. Did I wake you, honey? Yeah. Oh, no. No, uh, I was just watching Johnny Carson. Hey, why are you calling? <laughs> this call goes on way, way, way too long. All we want to do is play this little moment where her lover gives her away in the dumbest possible way and offers the show just a brief two-second chance to say, damn it, but they leap on it. R.C., I'm tired. It's late, you know? Sorry, I meant to phone you earlier, but I was making good time. Oh, damn it! 
<laughs> Lol. <laughs> if you were trying to keep quiet while your lover was on the phone with her husband, maybe you wouldn't have done that. <laughs> All right. So we got one more crazy CB conversation with another guy who's giving an, an even crazier sounding warning. And then we finally hear from the siren. And after all we've said up to now, we know how many opportunities were lost with this. At this point, just from sitting here with you, I do feel like it would have been better if it had been his wife's voice. That could have given us all sorts of opportunities to explore what could be happening to him. Instead, it is sadly akin to the terrible baby doll voice that we talked about in Deal Breakers from Nightfall's Just as Evil Twin Theater 5, or the Pepsi Please ads. It's that woman who's being so uh, just stereotypical. It's just crazy. And having to listen to her super sexy voice for the first time. Here's the only good thing about it. For the first time ever, we are hearing this, in quotes, real sexy woman voice, and we don't believe she is going to be killed by a man. It's a turnaround. She's going to kill a man. I mean, that makes us feel a little better, but it's still not good enough. Any requests, neighbors? You don't come to me, Arcee. It's really not much further now. What? Who the hell is that? Come on now. Answer me. Oh, you're almost here. Hurry on now, Arcee. Just a little further. Who are you? Who the hell are you? What do you want? It's taken you so long to get here. And I'm waiting on you, sugar. I'm waiting. Waiting? Damn it. What do you mean, waiting for me? What the hell? Where are you? <laughs> Close, I see. Why, I'm almost close enough to touch. What are you trying to do to me? Oh, my God. What the hell am I doing? What the hell are you doing? She could have ended that by saying, come on, over. Come on, over. Ah, uh, if only I'd been ghosting around the studio, I could have stopped a lot of things and I could have given them that. So he apparently almost runs someone off the road. The police officer who makes him do the drunk test knows about Homerville. Ay, ay. Gets back on the road. He keeps getting conflicting time estimates. You're only two hours away. Now you're only one hour away. Now you're only two hours away. We grok that something's crazy going on. <laughs> Something crazy is going on. Ooh, I'm starting to get a little too tired to drive. All right, he is going to encounter somebody who has a another guy who has run off the road in pursuit of this siren. So much could have been done here. So much could have been done. We could have, through RC, seen this man dematerialize in his car 
in front of Arcee's eyes as he entered the entity that is the siren. We could have seen him turn into somebody else, another trucker. We could have seen so many things. Instead, we get nothing, which is starting to be the theme of our story here. Is the radio playing in this scene? Do we at least get a song? I know we get a hell or a damn. So this is the ending that we are going to roll through. Starts with the man who has been lured by the siren. Why didn't we get something there? And then it ends, of course, with R.C. And again, you'll hear once again that we get nothing out of this. We just get nothing. (laughs) That's all. We're rolling through to the end of nothing. Maybe the siren is beckoning us. Are you okay? You hurt that. My bag. Can you make it to the truck, buddy? Get you to a doctor. Bag. I can't move. Can you hang on? I'll go get help. She was here. She was right in the car. She. Was there someone with you? Where? Someone. Hang on. Hang on. I'll go get help. Break, Channel 9. We've got a 1034. Mayday. This is KXRO461, over. Mayday, Mayday at 1034. Can anybody hear me, over? I hear you, R.C. No, get off this channel. Oh, my, you're close. You're so close, R.C. Stop it. Stop it, leave me alone. You're almost here. Leave me alone. Here we are! Welcome to Homerville. Welcome home. I defy anyone, including people who wrote this story, to tell us what that means. What does it mean to have her say, welcome home? What does it mean? It means nothing. If you had made it his wife's voice, then it could have at least had some irony of, uh, you never thought you'd come home again because I didn't love you anymore and I was cheating on you. But now you are home. But, ooh, it's dangerous. Here, it's just nothing. Because R.C. has never expressed any homesickness or desire to be home. <laughs> Why did the writer want to call this Homerville? You, you find yourself 
You can do this in a good way or a bad way after a good or bad episode, thinking about what brought this on, what brought this out of the writer. Did he hear Homerville or something that sounded like Homerville? Did it just come into his head one day? Was he watching a baseball game and a team was getting a lot of home runs and they called it Homerville? I feel like this whole episode started from that name coming into someone's head and then they had to make it work. To make Homerville be home, mm, girl, you have to do a lot of work to make that happen in a, a satisfying, logical way. And I think we know that they did not do that. <sighs> what are we to make of it? Nothing. <laughs> nothing ventured, nothing gained. I think we will learn more from the outro. We are certainly going to hear a couple of important names here. You have just heard Welcome to Homerville by Alan Gutman and Don Dickinson. Alan and Neil Denard was featured as R.C. O'Connor with Jimmy Morris as the announcer. John Stocker as Georgia Strait. Frank Perry and Robert Christie as Roy and Earl. Corinne Langston as Betty the waitress. Marion Waldman as the telephone operator. And Elva May Hoover as Rosie. You also heard Ron Hartman as Beacon, Arch McDonald as the gas station attendant, Bud Knapp as the highway cop, Gordon Thompson as the injured motorist, and Lynn Barragon as the siren. Our recording engineer is Ray Falsick, with sound effects by Bill Robinson. The senior script editor is John Douglas, and our John production assistant is Douglas. Doris Buchanan. Nightfall is produced and directed for CBC Radio by Bill Howell. And now, here's the final word from your host. Hello again. Glad to hear you made it. On next week's Nightfall, I'll be bringing you a special kind of trapped animal. Oh, oh God. I know what episode he's talking about. Oh, my God. You know, I think Nightfall, I've been doing a little inventory lately. Nightfall, I think, actually surpasses... Theater 5, in its hatefulness, <laughs> just, to, just to consider the episode he's talking about is enough to convince me in this moment. So two guys wrote this, and one guy was supposed to review and edit it. I think they were all sucked up by a siren before they could finish the jobs. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Now we've got one surprise in store here. One surprise. Remember at the end of the episode, were you a little surprised to find out where most people in the United States heard this episode of Nightfall? Funds for the distribution of this NPR Playhouse presentation were provided by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. This is NPR, National Public Radio. NPR? <laughs> oh, Wow. I mean, we know they don't just broadcast the news, but it's hard to picture NPR listeners in 1980 who would be prepared to listen to Nightfall. Not just a scrimble-scramble episode like this, but some of the super dark, nasty, sick stuff that Nightfall did. <laughs> Ooh, this may have caused a few people to cancel their memberships. Oh, but thank goodness, we are never going to cancel our memberships to the 
cauldron. <laughs> We're done with nightfall. Nightfall for now. That was welcome to Homerville, and it's done. Woo, so we are feeling good about that in Bath, Battle Creek, Bellevue, and Sioux City. And we feel like next week the cauldron's got to be better to us, right? Think it will be. It's got to be. Even at random, the odds are good that it'll be better. So, with that good thought in mind, go your way this week. Be safe, be happy, and I'll see you soon. Stand by your man.